This Radio Days Africa audio amplified podcast is brought to you by the Vits Radio Academy. For more content and information, click to radiodaysafrica.co.za. Well, good afternoon and thank you to the organizers for the invitation to speak at this year's Radio Days Africa. Now, I've attended the event over many years in person and I've also enjoyed this year's and last year's virtual installments. My name is Chilulemba. I'm a media entrepreneur, you could say. I'm a voiceover artist. My first job was in radio as a presenter back in 1996. And then over the years, I've pivoted to be a voiceover artist almost full-time. A big part of my life's journey centered around growing up in Zambia and getting into the music and the media business is chronicled in my book. Yes, I have a book, which is an entertaining read, if I do say so myself. And the book is called Finding My Voice. Uh, you can get it as an audiobook, as an ebook, uh, and on paperback on Amazon. So that's me punting my product. So let's get into it. So usually when I speak about voiceover to an audience, what I do is I play a clip or two to showcase what I do. And I realized this a few days ago as I was thinking about this event that I don't have to do that at this particular event because you've been hearing my voice before each session saying that thing, three, two, One, this is Radio Days Africa 2021, audio amplified. Sounds familiar. And I also do radio imaging for a few radio stations. So if you're in South Africa, you may have heard, this is Eyewitness News or EWN Traffic, stuff like that. Or if you're in Zambia, Flavor FM, Coppola's Most Loved. So that's radio imaging. We'll speak about that a little bit later. So with that out the way, what I decided to do when I was told that I have to give some info about the sponsors for RDA 2021 is I decided that I'll do it in a voiceover voice kind of way. And then you guys can rate me if you want to um, in the comments. (laughs) Scary, Uh, but let me try and do it. And and bear in mind, I'm not a one take wonder. A popular belief might be that I am that I'm not. Okay, so here we go. Um, I should sip some water before we go and then I'll give you the info steam up my glasses. So voice over voice. RDA stimulates learning, engagement, and conversation about the radio and audio business in Africa. RDA is presented by the Vitz Radio Academy under the auspices of the Department of Journalism. In 2021, RDA has hosted 70 speakers over 21 sessions. Delegates can download the Radio Days Africa app in the Play and App Store. Search for Radio Days Africa. All sessions are podcasted and available at www.radiodaysafrica.co.za. RDA has commissioned a bespoke podcast series, Podcasting the African Way. It's available from the RDA website. RDA is sponsored by the Conrad Adenauer Stiftung Media Program, Sub-Saharan Africa, who have been a long-term partner and sponsor. Without their sponsorship and support and love of radio, Radio Days Africa would not be possible. Radio Days Africa is supported by the National Association of Broadcasters. Media Head 360, yay! Wise Buddha Jingles, the U.S. Embassy in Pretoria, RCS Sound Software, Iono.fm, Samro, and Podnews.net. So how did I do? In real life, I think I'd probably rate myself, I don't know, seven and, and do another take. But tell me what you think in the comments. So the topic that I've been given today, which we're going to explore is, so you have a voice for radio. It's a creative title, and I think... It points to that long-standing joke, which some of you might know, the one that implies that radio presenters aren't good-looking enough to be on TV. Because back in the day, someone would say, that guy has a face for radio, which was code for, that guy is ugly. Um, So the RDA organizers in my head are having too much fun, but I like it. So you have a voice for radio. I'll give you an overview of what I'll do today. So the rough outline for today is as follows. Some voiceover history. Then we'll discuss a few voiceover heroes, past and present. I'll explain what voiceover is and what voice actors do. And then I'll also you know, share with you the different types of voiceover that you may encounter if we have time. I'd like to also do a little exercise where we get voice notes from you attempting to read a script that I will share with you. Then I can give you some feedback live. So that's kind of uh, how I'm seeing this unfold. So let's start from the very beginning. Sound of Music, a very good place to start. My disclaimer, number one, by the way, is that you might hear me say 
voice actor or voiceover artist. In my mind, it's one and the same thing. So the history. So back in the day, um, voiceover started um, and there is some argument as to who the first voiceover artist or the person that did the first voiceover was. Uh, so some people say that it was Walt Disney uh, who did the first one when he was the voice of Mickey Mouse doing Steamboat Willie back in 1928. But a lot of people dispute that and rather say that we should give credit to this guy here, inventor Reginald Fessenden, who apparently did the first voiceover of sorts in 1900. And then it's also claimed that he did the first radio broadcast of entertainment and music in 1906. So you can call him an inventor slash DJ if you want, uh, no disrespect. But in a nutshell, those are the two stories that you're going to hear most often told. Jo voice of artists generally, we're in the public ear more than the public eye. And what I mean by this, uh, links to the joke that I mentioned earlier, is that you'll often hear voices, but you don't know who's behind them. So, for example, if you remember back in the 80s, for those of you who are 80s babies uh, or 70s babies, the A-Team, remember it started with a voiceover, but who did the voice for the beginning sequence in the A-Team? Who knows? Uh, same thing with Kit in Knight Rider. Who was the original voice of Kit uh, for Michael Knight as opposed to Michael Nyati? Um, we don't know. Like People don't really care because voiceover artists are in the public ear and not so much the public eye. Over the years, however, there have been some big names who are very visible in the voiceover industry and in the world at large. So you might have uh, seen people such as uh, Sir David Attenborough. Do you remember? He's one of the guys who does um, stuff like um, documentary stuff or wildlife things. Um, he's uh, very big in that world. Uh, and he looks like this, uh, with a red jacket, warmer. Um, and then... There are people like Morgan Freeman. Now, Morgan Freeman, Hugh Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman uh, has this voice, which is unique. Obviously, he did that series called, I think, God. And a guy like me often gets asked when I go to studio, can you give us a Morgan Freeman delivery? And it's one of those things. If you've got a voice like me, you might be getting that uh, in the future. And then other people like uh, James Earl Jones. If you think of Darth Vader in Star Wars or Mufasa in The Lion King. I used to say Dark Vader. Uh, all you Star Wars fans, you know, forgive me. But uh, he's uh, one of those people who's also put voice in the spotlight. Back in the day, there were people like Don LaFontaine, who's uh, passed away since. But in the 80s, maybe 70s, if you were watching a movie trailer, you'd often hear the phrase, in a world. And then that would be uh, followed by one man. So... Don LaFontaine came up with those lines and he was one of the most prominent voiceover people in the world. Um, other than that, uh, recently I was listening to this audiobook by this guy here, uh, Joe Cipriano. He's definitely in the public eye and the public ear. Uh, the book is called Life on Air, I think, or Living on Air. It's a very well-produced audiobook. You might know him because he was famous for being the voice on Deal or No Deal and the Grammys as well. So in the book, he talks about his life as a radio presenter back in the 70s. And then later on, he talks about his uh, life as a voiceover artist. So check it out if you can. And then the last one on my list before we continue is a guy that you might not have heard of. He's definitely in the public ear. This guy here. He is huge right now. Uh, he does the movie trailer voices for Marvel releases. I think most recently he's done the voice for Black Widow. So you can go online and check him out. In fact, follow him on Instagram and you'll see the various trailers that he does. Uh, his name's Gabe Kunda. Um, African heritage, yes. Um, his parents, I think, were from the DRC. So in a nutshell, that's the history of voiceover and some of the people that have put the craft on the map. But then you might be asking, what is a voiceover artist? So in a nutshell, we are the guys that help to deliver messages. So it's either messages in the public interest or sales messages. And through our voices, we transfer feelings, or you know, as my friends say, we transfer a vibe and we transfer emotions for organizations and brands to audiences. So we are part of a bigger value chain. So let me tell you how the value chain works in a nutshell. This is the VO process. So let's say for the purposes of this illustration, a government department uh, needs to communicate to the public about COVID safety protocols, or perhaps a government department like Sunrail. Uh, decides that they want to talk about road closures or whatever. So they will reach out to their ad agency and then they will brief their ad agency 
about what they need to do. The ad agency then gathers as a team and they brainstorm, present all sorts of concepts to the client. And once the client is happy with a particular concept, they sign off the job, um, the approach that's been recommended. Then the ad agency creates the ad in conjunction with the external production houses, most times as per the storyboard, but it could be a TV commercial or a radio spot, or it could be something for social media. It depends on what the intended audience is and what the message and reaches. And then, bam, 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 that's where we come in. The ad agency will call a voice agency, and then the voice agents uh, who represent voice actors will have a conversation. The conversation might go something like, we need a female voice that has a caring tone or an excitable tone, or we need a 25-year-old whose voice sounds fantastic when he's underwater, whatever they're looking for. And then uh, they'll say, you know, please, can you send us some voice clips? And then the voiceover agency will send um, options for the clients to consider, the client and the voiceover and, and the ad agency to consider. Um, you can see that in this uh, visual, the client looks happy. He's probably listening to your voice or mine. Um, but then that, that's kind of the process. And then after they select the voice of their choice, the ad agency books the voice with the voice agent. And then lastly, we show up at the studio uh, that they've hired for the recording. We read the script. It's recorded. We get the job done after many takes. And then we leave the studio and we get paid after 90 days <laughs> because the 90-day payment term is a real thing in this business. So in a nutshell, that is the process. And uh, it could differ, obviously, depending on various factors. So factors such as the client doesn't use an ad agency or the voice of an artist works independently. In other words, the voice of artist doesn't have voice artist, uh, voice agency representation. Or if the voice agency doesn't need to send clips to anyone because the website has a very good searchable directory for talent. So things like that will change the scenario that I've mentioned. There are different types of scenarios where we are called to perform as voice actors. So I need to give you examples of uh, where we'll be called in to do our thing. So we start with um, radio ads and radio imaging. So I told you earlier on about radio imaging and what it is. Um, this is EWN, that stuff, uh, those examples of radio imaging. If you like to find out more about radio imaging, search for Ben's Town. They've uh, spoken at RDA in the past, so you'll get good examples of radio imaging. Then outside of those, the TV ads, um, self-explanatory, then corporate or long-form narration. So for example, a video about a mining company that wants to tell you about the work that they're doing in the community around the mine, and then you do the voiceover for that, that's corporate or long-form narration. So there's that. And then there's e-learning, another popular um, style of voiceover. So you might have come across this. It's basically video modules of course material, usually made for companies that are looking to teach their staff about something. So like operating equipment and you know things like that. So that's e-learning, uh, basically where the voiceover artist is an instructor. Then explain a video. So like meet John. John uses Mukuru to send money to his family in Zimbabwe. It's easy. Step one. John does this, step two. So that's explaining stuff. And uh, those are explaining, explainer videos. On hold voiceovers, like you have reached Sun City. Our operating hours are 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Stuff like that, that's uh, on hold voiceovers. Then public announcements. So, you know, you've been watching the Euro 2020 um, football tournament. If you hear a voice booming in the stadium, that's a public announcement. Or if you ever went to the dome back in the day and heard like this, Welcome to the Coca-Cola Dome. Please note smoking is not permitted, blah, blah, blah. That stuff, that's a public announcement. And um, then there's award shows. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 2021 BET Awards. Award shows, stuff like that. Then there's audio books. Audio books, by the way, doesn't pay much usually, um, but it's a popular field and I enjoy listening to audio books. TV imaging. So famously like um, this is CNN. That's TV imaging, or you're watching ENCA Africa. <laughs> That's TV imaging. Age restriction announcements. Um, this program is rated 18, contains strong language and nudity. Uh, viewer discretion is advised. That's uh, a different field. And then the areas which aren't so big in Africa at the moment, like gaming and animation, but uh, things might change after some time. And then dubbing. 
dubbing is a growing field. So for instance, if a TV series where the actors spoke in Portuguese, Italian, and whatever, and you need to change that to English for your audience in your local region, or Sutu or whatever, that's uh, dubbing. So as you can see, it's a wide field. You know, most people think of voiceover and think it's just radio ads and TV ads. No, there's a lot, lot going on. So hope you're putting questions in. I'm going to take a break here and sip some more water. There is no whiskey in there. Um, rest assured. So the audience here, from what I've been told and what I understand, is predominantly people in radio. So I'm going to talk directly to radio staffers in a moment. But let me start by answering some frequently asked questions. So as you would understand, every single day of my life, I get DMs. And these DMs are not anything saucy or whatever. It's just people asking me this and that about voiceover. And so I've done two things. One is I've started a podcast, um, which you can check out. But the other thing is every once in a while, I'll just kind of answer questions in a very uniform format. So there are some frequently asked questions, and I'm going to put the ones that I get mostly up on the screen, and then maybe we'll tackle those. Um, yeah, let's do that. So the first one, how do I know I have a good voice for voiceover? So the simple answer is if you keep getting people telling you that you do, then you might. That's the simple answer. But keep in mind that if you hear it from industry people, such as agents and producers and sound engineers and other gatekeepers, then it's more likely that you do have a good voice. So I think that's the one way to think about it. Uh, number two, I get asked is, how do I test whether I have a chance to do voiceover professionally? So you have to record a demo or a showreel. Um, you can phone up a studio and ask if uh, you know, what their rates are, and then go there with some dummy scripts, and they'll record you and give you files like an MP3 or WAV file that you can then present to voice agencies with the hope that they can sign you on. So I wouldn't recommend that you um, do this um, on your own as the camera. Oh, can you still hear me? Have I vanished? I'm not on your screen. We can still hear you. You can still hear me. Okay, cool. Um, so. I have a voice for radio. All right, I'm going to try and uh, multitask and see whether you can uh, get uh, me back on your screen in a moment. Um, one second, I should, I should play an ad for you. All right, okay, I'm going to carry on. If you, if you can still see me, that, that's, you can still hear me, that's fine. So um, I do get asked if, um, you know, you can make it professionally. And my obvious suggestion is that you go to get a studio to record you because obviously the cheaper option is that you do it yourself. But remember, you're putting your best foot forward. So a demo showcases your ability. And if you get a pro to, to get it done for you, then you are putting your best foot forward. Also consider that the sound engineer that you work with on your demo has years of experience. So within that demo recording session, he or she will be able to give you advice on how to read the scripts, advice on mic technique, um, advice on studio etiquette and how the industry works. So you're going to get a lot more value additionally to you just getting those files, uh, those MP3 files uh, for your demo. Then um, that demo tape, obviously, you're going to use that to try and get a talent agent to sign you. The question that I also get asked after that is, do I need an agent? And if you're starting out, I'd say yes, most definitely. I'll tell you a story. So just under 20 years ago, after I secured agency representation in Joburg, my first big job was to do a narration for a 13-episode TV series, which was called Coca-Cola Pop Stars. Um, each episode took about two hours to record, maybe more than two hours because I was still very new to the industry. Um, very demanding job. I got paid what at the time was a huge amount of money. And then here's the juxtaposition. Some weeks after that, um, I was called in to do an ad for Hansa Pilsner. And all I had to say for this ad was, Hansa Pilsner, refresh your soul. And they told me to do it like a whisper. That's why I'm doing it like that. And that one line for Hansa Pilsner paid more or equaled the money that I got from the job for pop stars. And that's because of an element um, called usage, which if you're following voiceovers, you, you'll come across. 
And my agent was able to work out these deals, which didn't make sense to me logically, but I wasn't complaining. So yes, an agent being on your side will take you places. And if you're in South Africa, I also kind of recommend that you check out a new directory service, which is called voiceme.co.za. What if I do not have a voiceover agent in my country or in my city? Well, then I'd say find out who the gatekeepers are in your city. It could be the marketing guys or the production guys at a radio station or producers at ad agencies. Get your demo into their hands somehow by hook or by crook. And then you can also possibly consider these pay-to-play sites. So there are pay-to-play sites like Voices123, uh, which is one popular one, or Voices.com or Bodalgo. The unfortunate thing about these is that, one, you have to pay a subscription. And, um, you know, you're, you're spending money to, to play. So the other unfortunate thing about these sites is a lot of the opportunities are skewed kind of towards the European and the American markets. So you might find that after a year, because usually subscriptions are year long, you haven't made much money because a lot of the opportunities were for the US and Europe. And then number three, remember that with these pay-to-play sites, you audition for every single job alongside many, many hopefuls. And so that means um, you need to have a proper home studio set up in order to be a contender. Other question, do I need training, Chilu? Well, yes, if you can get it, I would suggest that you do. There are very few proper coaches in Africa, and I know one or two that are good at marketing their ability at coaches. You pay them a bunch of money, and uh, you know they do a course with you. But from what I've heard, most times it's smoke and mirrors. There are some solid coaches. I'm going to drop a couple of names. If you can get with them, good luck, because I know they're very busy. But Boo Prince like B-O-O, Prince, and uh, Fiona Ramsey, you can Google them. And then also, if you get into acting, because I, th- I think acting does something for your career, so that would help you tremendously. I used to be an actor during my school days, and I find that I employ some of those skills that I learned uh, in my present-day work. I've personally never had formal coaching as a voice actor, but I learned on the job from the various directors and sound engineers Um, I don't train people myself. I've been asked numerous times, but I'm challenged for time. Number one, I'm in the trenches fighting the good fight in the battlefield. And then number two, I haven't developed that coaching skill. I'd I'd rather leave the coaching to coaches. Um, But if you want to, as I say, I have a podcast where I share some information and some knowledge and you can check it out. It's it's short, like 10, 15 minute bursts of of conversation. So you can find uh, some information there. Here's a question that I get asked. This is for real. Can I, as a woman, make money in voiceover? And this is a real question that I get. And uh, the answer is, of course, yes. Hell yeah. You can make a lot of money as a woman. Some of the most well-paid voice artists in Africa and overseas are women. Um, I won't mention names, but uh, there are women that are killing it in this industry. You can do yourself a favor. Go to uh, some agency websites like ONS or Intertalent or Legends and look at their roster of talent and you'll see some very wealthy women voiceover artists on their books. So again, um, yes. All right. So let me try and figure out this picture story. But uh, while doing that, I'm going to share a clip of a friend of mine named Mainza, who is a voiceover artist. Um, He started off as a musician and um, he kind of uh, pivoted into voice acting and I asked him to speak to you guys to share some advice. So here's Mainza. Voiceover is a very exciting uh, field to go into. And uh, like with anything that is artistic, passion is very, very important. If you're going to get into something and you want to do it well, you got to love what you do. With voiceover, I mean, it wasn't my first choice of media work, but I tried it and I was quite happy with the results. And before I knew it, I was doing it professionally. So just pay attention to a lot of other stuff that's been produced out there. Learn how to mimic, you know, uh, you, you, when you see, you know, there's, there's certain ads that maybe you love and then you try and mimic how they were done. And then as you do, you start to sort of find your voice, you know, uh, voiceover is all about finding your unique, comfortable tone, because some people might try to do deep voices and but then their natural voice doesn't really fit that. Listen, you don't need to have a very deep voice to be a good voiceover artist. You just need to know how to 
pronounce your words well and give it sort of a broadcast uh, presence about it. I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. That was uh, some tech issues. But as we continue, Mainza is actually right. Um, you don't need a deep voice to do voiceover. Some of the most successful guys in the industry don't have deep voices. And that goes for radio too. I mean, think about um, guys like Wackhead Simpson. He doesn't have the deepest voice on the planet. He's got more treble than bass, but he's done extremely well. And that's the same for um, people such as, I forget his name, but the gentleman who used to act as Parsons in Isidingo. Um, guys, drop me the name in the comments. Uh, you know, I just had like a freeze moment. But he is one of the busiest people in the South African voiceover industry. Has he got a deep voice? No. So um, just do your thing. And as he said, that's the process, which I think kind of works. Uh, start off by imitating artists. And then from there, as you progress, you'll find your own voice. All right. So do we have questions that uh, I can address? Additionally, before we do that, I'd like to challenge you guys. Let's do this fun exercise. So if you're brave enough, I'd like you to send a WhatsApp voice note and I'll give my feedback on a script that I'm going to put on screen. Don't be embarrassed. Uh, let me put the first one and I can talk while the script is on the screen. Let's see, script number one. Okay, cool. So the script that you're looking at right now is for um, GoTV. So GoTV is um, a channel that's excitable as, as a brand. It's um, upbeat and quirky sometimes. So it'll be high energy. So take a screenshot or should I leave the script while you, while you work out whether, yeah, I was going to read it for you, but then I don't want to kind of dictate how you should read it. So yeah, just think excitable, just think fun, think, um, you know, the bouquet offers sport and movies and kids shows. So, so think along those lines. I'll put that script on for the next, should I give you a countdown? Take a screenshot. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, all right. Let me put the other script on the screen. This one here, your approach should be different. So this one is more thoughtful, um, more hearty, more less voice, more emotion. You know, that's that's kind of what you should be thinking when you do this script. Um, let me have a look. I'll, I'll, I'll not do a version of it. <laughs> As I said, I don't want to skew your way of thinking, but yeah, just think more, more hearty, more you know, close to mic. If you were, if you had a microphone, that's kind of where you would be with this. All right, I'm gonna pull up the screen to see if I've got questions before I move to what is next. I'm leaving that on the chat so you can pull it up. Questions, yes. Questions, no. Should I continue? All right, Tim, speak to me in my ear. Tim is speaking to me in my ear. All right, so while you guys are getting that script on, I think we should move on to me talking about you guys and radio because a lot of you guys who are here are radio presenters. So in terms of voice for radio, because remember this is a voiceover conference, which is primarily for radio presenters, and the title that I've been given is, so you have a voice for radio. Radio stations are a great place to start your radio career. And I'll tell you why. Number one is um, because radio marketing departments always need guys in there to read scripts. And so they'll look usually internally for talent. Number two, radio stations have proper in-house studios, like proper, proper. Depending on, you know, if you're at a community station, it might not be proper, proper, but it, it will allow you to, to kind of improve and work on your craft uh, at the station itself. Number three, there are experienced producers who are employed at radio stations that can teach a thing or two to aspiring voiceover artists. So I started my journey at a radio station back in 1996. So I'm speaking from firsthand experience. In my case, the station needed to make radio ads. So they searched among us presenters to see who was able to deliver good voiceover performances. I also had the added benefit at the time of ad agencies contacting the radio station to ask me if I could be part of their campaigns. And you're wondering like, why didn't they contact me directly? Uh, it's because we didn't have cell phones back in 
1996, so we didn't have uh, Instagram and Twitter accounts, so they could DM me. But it was 1996. But I did get a lot of those queries. So as an employee, if you're working at a radio station, this is going to be your situation. You might be using your voice right now to file reports uh, for news bulletins if you're in the news department, or if you are entertaining people on air, that might be your thing. If you're a presenter, perhaps doing traffic reports, that's where you're using your voice. And in most cases, your earnings related to your voice in the scenarios that I've listed will translate to the salary uh, if you're a full-time worker or the rate that you've been agreed to uh, if you're a contract worker or freelancer. But if you additionally break into the voice market, you'll obviously increase your earning capacity. And in terms of money, let me illustrate it this way. So I used to work at a music station back in the 2000s, mid-2000s in Joburg. And what I used to earn for a four-hour shift, and keep in mind, if you add prep time on a weekend, it's four hours plus, it was a music show, so maybe two hours prep time. So that's an easy six hours on Saturday, six hours on Sunday. The money that I got paid for those hours on radio, I was able to match during the week by doing, are you ready for this? Two 30-second radio spots, which takes about half an hour to record, depending on who you're working with. So the voiceover industry is a big money industry. So it would be nice if um, you stayed in your radio job. I'm not saying like, you know, leave your radio job, start doing voiceover. Uh, but if you could do both, that would be a win. There are some things to consider though. Um, just because your voice is on air at a radio station, that might not necessarily translate to you enjoying success as a voiceover artist. Uh, over the years, I've been in sessions where someone who works as a newsreader struggles to do a retail ad or a commercial. Because sometimes there's a rhythm that newsreaders have. It's like a song, you know, like Chilulemba, Radio Days Africa, Johannesburg. I'm not saying that all newsreaders do that. But personally, I know very few newsreaders who've done well as voice artists. And of those few, the ones that I know thrive with corporate narration as opposed to retail voiceover. Because retail ads are usually smiley and bright and bubbly, which is a departure from kind of like the somber tone that most newsreaders employ. So if you hear something like, um, it's the Edgar's end of your sale, that's bright and smiley, that's retail, that's hard sell. Newsreaders I know would probably be better off doing stuff like established in 1929. Edgar's is part of the Edcon group. You know, that's more corporate long form narration. Uh, or today, Edgar's operates in most countries in Southern Africa. That's where usually people who are in news departments would uh, find themselves. But listen, if you're in a news department at a radio station, identify what you are good at and do a demo or a showreel around your strengths for starters. Then try to untangle yourself from the newsreader rhythm um, when it comes to voiceovers. I hope that makes sense. It, it happens with all of us. I mean, like I, for instance, um, get a, in, into a situation where because I do voiceovers every day, this is how I speak. So when I get to a situation where somebody says, please sound more conversational, I'm like, this is conversational for me. Um, to the point where by the other day, my wife was uh, you know, talking about when our kids were still young and we'd read them bedtime stories. Even though I'm professionally a guy who reads for a living, she was the preferred choice of our kids when it came to reading them bedtime stories. And she was laughing at me because she says, back then I sounded very voiceovery when I was reading them bedtime stories. So even I have to learn to untangle myself when it comes to uh, stuff inside the, the voiceover booth. And that's why, you know, some years ago I attended a, a course because I've identified that as one of the things that I can improve on. I attended a course in Atlanta called VO Atlanta and you were able to sign up for various classes. The one that I signed up for was an improv class because I needed to loosen up when I do a read. And so I did that. It worked out, um, and I found that I've improved. I did an audio book. Uh, it was directed by Adam Lomas, who also helped to panel beat me out of voice over voice, and that's also helped. And then I'm doing the podcast. So, so you need to practice as well. So don't don't think I'm you know being hard on news readers. Just find a way to untangle yourself from that. If you're an on-air presenter, something that you want to consider is this: um, you most likely will find it easier to do retail ads because most times that's what you're doing. On air, in any case, you're bright and you're chirpy. Uh, the one challenge that you might face, particularly if you're a voiceover artist who's very popular as a presenter, it might be tricky to win with doing retail ads because 
the audience knows your voice too well in radio land. So if your voiceover is heard on an ad, it might come off as an endorsement rather than a regular ad. Because when you hear your favorite presenter on an ad, their presence or their larger than life persona as a radio presenter uh, might dwarf the, the ad that they're reading. Uh, so I'm not saying that it's, it, it will, but you know, that could be the case. And with that said, I mean, if, if we were up to me, because these popular radio presenters, when they read an ad and you can identify that's DJ Fresh or that's Tanda Tabudi, I think that you know, they should get paid more because it's coming off as an endorsement. But who am I to say? You know, that's, that's just my thoughts about that. All right, um, so we're going to check now. We might have uh, voice notes from Tim uh, regarding the scripts that I shared earlier on. I'm just going to check in to see uh, if we do have voice notes. Do we have voice notes? Okay, I'm told not as yet. Uh, busy editing, oh, which means that some of you have been brave enough and send voice notes. So anyway, yeah, that, that's that about um, being in radio and voiceovers. The other thing I want to talk to you about as we um, you know, wait on those voice notes is your vocal health. So a lot of times when you're doing voiceover, um, you will need your voice to be in tip-top shape. I found a couple of things. One is when I'm exercising and I've got a very good exercise regime, my voice somehow sounds better. And I don't know why that's all about, but... Um, you know, the, there is the tendency that that helps out. The other thing that I've found in terms of voiceover is that when I drink milk or coffee with um, milk in it, it completely obliterates your ability to perform. So my tips are like, number one, um, drink hot water. Um, right now I've got tea without sugar in this cup uh, and a drop of whiskey. I'm like, there's no whiskey. But think about those kind of things when you're doing your performance um, as a voiceover artist. Um, mic technique um, is another thing that a lot of people do not get right. So um, when you are in studio, people tell you about the proximity between the mic and it should be like this distance. So uh, this sounds, looks like a gang sign, but say the mic was here. This is kind of what you'd be doing in terms of getting the best performance. Um, obviously, you have to also kind of check in terms of plosives. Uh, what you're up against. So if this is the mic, um, sometimes look just not directly into it, but a bit off so that you don't get uh, to, you, you don't pop on the mic. I have a friend who's called Guy Steer. He directs a lot of movies. He told me something a few months ago, which kind of um, shook me. He says when he places the mic, he puts it slightly below the, the, the face so that you can get some of the chest sound. Sounds very odd, um, but that's another thing that you know some people will consider you know, to uh, get like a very resonant uh, sound when you're doing a voiceover. The last thing that I want to talk about regarding the mic technique is um, there is a technique called the pencil. Um, I think it's called the pencil def def deflator or something. So if you have a mic, do I have a mic uh, close to me? I'm going to pull up a, a mic for this illustration which is not the ideal mic for voiceover. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing my co-star, the Shure SM7B. Uh, some people will put a pencil um, right there and then put like elastic around it. And what, what happens is then you can actually face the mic directly and it will kind of like uh, push the, um, the voice away from the little bit in the mic, which, which pops usually when, when you're doing a voiceover. So... Um, that's another thing to consider, especially now that we're all using home studios and we're doing these things on our own. What the last thing you want to do is to send your client whack audio. So if you can kind of perfect your, your mic technique and look at your vocal health, then you'll be in a good space. Tim tells me that I should look at the Q and A. Let's look at the Q and A. Am I looking at the wrong? Oh, there we go. So there are five things happening there. Shekom uh, Mashigo says, actually, great information. Where can I get a hold of your agency or office contracts? Ooh. Um, so chilulemba.com, I think, is where you would go. Um, I do not have an agent anymore. I decided to go solo. <sighs> decided to be Superman. 
Tao says, I've been told that I have a good voice and I recently did an ad. When I saw it, I felt like it sounded monotone. How do you get away from that? So Tao, the first thing is a lot of us, when you record your voice for the first time, um, you don't think it sounds like you, but it does. It's only after a long time that you, you, you get to start hearing it the way other people do. So because that's your first voiceover that you recorded, I wouldn't stress about it. Um, over time, what, what you, I mean, it's good that you're being self-critical, but over time, what you could do is um, listen to other voiceover artists. And um, in fact, what you could do is Google light and shade. So there's a phrase that you'll hear a lot when you get into a session and the director says, um, I need more light and shade, uh, Tao. I need you to give me more light and shade. And that's basically saying they need you to go up in inflection, then down. So, uh, for example, if you're doing an ad for um, Supersport, uh, you could read it like, um, you know, um, the FA Cup on Supersport on DSTV. That's kind of flat monotone. Or you could be the FA Cup on Supersport on DSTV. There's like ups and downs. That's light and shade, uh, but it comes with the practice, you know. So the more you practice, the better. Back in the day, we had a situation where you're practicing in isolation because we didn't have home studios. So um, you'd only hear the result of your practice once you're in a real studio environment, which wasn't ideal. But now that we have home studios, you can listen to your own stuff and keep improving and you know perfecting your craft that way. I see your question, Ted. I'm just sitting some. Sipping some sippy sippy. Ted said, I hope that answers your question, by the way, Tom. Ted says, what advice would you give an aspiring independent voice actor who has demos and is looking for jobs? Um, your question just vanished. Uh, who's looking for jobs, especially online? What advice would you give for rates, depending on production, especially as an independent artist? So a lot of us follow the PMA rate card. The PMA rate card is... Googleable, if that's a word. You can Google PMA rate card 2022, and you will find um, a PDF which is like 13 pages long. And a, a lot of us use that as the guide in terms of um, what we are doing um, in, in terms of rates. So the first part of your question was to do with um, demos and how to get work online. It's kind of changed lately i mean like my first advice is to get with an agent who can represent you um getting work online is kind of uh, tricky unless you're looking at markets outside of um, south africa i'm assuming you're in south africa so um but you can also check out voiceme.co.za i mentioned them earlier on uh they're a directory that kind of has um come up after voices um after voice bank disappeared so voiceme.co.za, check it out, and then maybe you can find some work there. But just keep doing your thing and keep curious. There's a, there's a Facebook group called um, Voiceover Peeps, Mzansi Voiceover Peeps, which um, you could join because once in a while, I mean, there are thousands of members, but once in a while, opportunities pop up in that group where people are looking for voices. So that could be another avenue you could consider. So that is for Ted. Luyanda says, what age would you recommend starting voiceover? Um, five, <laughs> six, it, it doesn't matter really. I mean, like my daughter did her first one for Samsung, one ad we did during lockdown last year. She was 12 at the time. Um, so, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter, I think, what age. Um, but obviously you have to also consider the business side of voiceover and that kind of knowledge uh, crystallizes in your mind when you're, you know, uh, grown. How old are you? Just tell me how old you are, and then I'll give you a direct answer, you know, as to what kind of opportunities might be there for you. So, Leander, hit me up. Um, back when I started voiceover, I'd see on the script, it would say, looking for a young black male, and now it's like looking for middle-aged dad. You know, those are the kind of scripts that come my way. Um, what else do we have here? Siso says, what are the kind of things to avoid to keep your voice in good shape at all times? So I didn't mention, um, you know, avoid dairy. Um, so when you go to a studio and they say, can we make you some coffee? No. Um, smoking, I'm told, is not so good for voice artists. Um, I don't know. I quit smoking like over 20 years ago. So um, but then also, you know, warm water as opposed to, I suppose, ice cold water before you do a session. 
Juice, I've also found kind of like, you know, makes your voice a bit sticky. So I'd avoid that. Or bananas. Don't do bananas before a voice session. Leave those to the tennis players when they're having a break. Don't, don't do bananas. Uh, they also make your voice a bit sticky. So yeah, I hope that helps. Conrad says, Chilu, have you ever been offended or put off by a brief you were sent or a project you were put forward for? Many times. Well, not, not offended, I, I suppose, but you know, it depends on you know, sometimes what you're all about. So say, for example, um, I'm all about positivity regarding the continent. So that's why we have a podcast called Key Africans Unlocked. That's why I was excited to be involved in um, programs like Africa Within, because my whole thing is positivity in Africa. Whereas the, you know, there are some missionaries whose work needs them to paint Africa in a bad light to their donors overseas. So I've been sent scripts by, you know, a missionary organization. They tell me, you know, the first line is, Africa is a desperate continent. And from there, you're thinking at some point things will change. Like there'll be a, but in 22, but nothing. It just kind of carries on dark, 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 dark. We need your help. And so I'm like, no, that's, that's not, you know, something that I'd, uh, you know, mess with. So some, sometimes you get scripts where you just don't connect and, and resonate and, I'm in the fortunate position, I suppose, being independent that I can say no and um, deal with the consequences uh, because, you know, it's, it's a decision that I made. So I've got a bit of freedom in that sense. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's all, we all have different things that we uh, hold precious. And so it's each, um, you know, yeah, yeah. Hope that helps, Conrad. Dao says, I've been told that I have a good voice and recently did an ad. Oh, no, we've, we've answered that. Sorry. Um, would you be open to mentor young artists? Um, Ted, Ted, the challenge I have, as I mentioned earlier on, is just time. So that's why I do the podcast. Uh, it's on episode three now. I'm going to do episode four soon. But if you listen to it, uh, you know, there's whatever wisdom that I can give, I give in there. Because truth be told, I get too many messages which are a challenge to respond to. So imagine over and above that trying to mentor people. Um, there was a, a program on Fox Life on DSTV that followed, had cameras following me for one episode called uh, Game Changers. And that thing aired across the continent. And inboxes were just full, you know, of similar messages. And I was overwhelmed because, you know, I'm a one-man operation running many businesses <laughs> uh, with the help of my wife who's probably looking right now. But um it's just because I'm challenged, I found that the easier way is just to put whatever knowledge in the podcast and whoever's got time to listen will listen and, and you know, glean some knowledge from there. So I hope that helps. Um, who do we have here? Shikaina Sakala. I would like to send a voice note doing the VO on the mentioned scripts as well. Where can I find? Oh, I put the scripts up. Okay, I'm going to put the script back up while I uh, answer a few questions. Uh, that's the GoTV one. So why? Hey. Former classmates, how are you doing? Can we do the ads live or should? Or no? So if you send them through the voice note feature, the WhatsApp number is on there, plus two seven seven nine five two eight double zero double zero. But with twelve minutes left, I'm not too sure, you know, whether we'll be able to get to those. In fact, uh, let me just check because we might have some ready with the voice notes. Okay, we're gonna do the voice notes, then I'll come back to answer uh, whatever other questions I can. Um, Tim, take it away. We believe that today is never as good as it gets. We start each day anew in pursuit of the best, young and old, rich and poor. We strive to do more, be more, help more. We question, we challenge, we innovate. We believe that today is never as good as it gets. We start each day anew in pursuit of the best, young and old, rich and poor. We strive to do more be more, help more. We question, we challenge, we innovate. With channels like Star Life, BET, Fox, Telemundo, TNT, and more, GoTV will make your day every day. Get and stay connected to GoTV for Go2TV. Every day for the week. GoTV, love it. This is Bongi from BMH Radio, and here goes the first script. With channels like Star Life, BET, Fox, Telemundo, TNT, and more, GoTV will make your day 
every day. Get and stay connected to GoTV for GoToTV every day of the week. GoTV, love it. With channels like Star Life, BET, Fox, Telemundo, TNT, and more, GoTV will make your day every day. Get and stay connected to GoTV for GoToTV every day of the week. GoTV, love it. We believe that today is never as good as it gets. We start each day anew in pursuit of the best. Young and old, rich and poor. We strive to do more, be more, help more. We question, we challenge, we innovate. Wow, those are very good. I'm impressed. But then you guys are radio guys, so you guys are cheating. It's not like you guys are novices. <laughs> um, so let me give comments. Uh, you know, I would have given comments, uh, I suppose, um, voice note by voice note, but they were played in, in you know, a sequence, a montage. So generally, all of them were very good. All of them are usable. And um, if you had a director who was with you in the studio, you could probably panel beat the performance a bit more. So like with the Go TV one, the way... Um, I would have done it. I'm just going to, you know, try and read it off the screen. So with channels like Star Life, BET, Fox, Telemundo, TNT, and more, then the hero is GoTV. GoTV will make your day every day. Get and stay connected to GoTV for GoToTV every day of the week. Then big smile. GoTV. Love it. So that's kind of how I'd tackle the GoTV one. But with that said, I mean, some of the performances on that were very good. Um, so salute to you guys. Um, you didn't slate your name, so I don't know who was doing what, but you know, that's, I should have probably mentioned that uh, before putting the scripts up, but well done. Those, those are very good. On this one here, because it's a thoughtful one, um, what I would have done, which, which I noticed um, not, I, I don't think anyone did it during the read, is because the first line is supposed to, to set up what you believe. And because voiceover is all about being sincere, voiceover is all about transferring a feeling. I would have done like a small little pause after we believe. So we believe that today is never as good as it gets. Then let them let that simmer. You know what I mean? Don't rush it. We start each, each new day anew in pursuit of the best, young and old, rich and poor. We strive to do more, be more, help more. We question, we challenge, we innovate. So I suppose what I'm saying with that script is take time with it. Um, just let, let the words settle. I don't know if you guys have watched the, the Michael Jackson documentary for um, his last thing that he did. What is it called again? Anyway, that last documentary, now it's going to bug me that I can't remember. Um, this is it. Uh, there's a part where he tells the guitar player, he says, let it simmer. Let it simmer. You know, it's, it's using kitchen terminology on a music thing. And I'd say the same thing here. Let the words Simmer, let people understand what you believe and keep it going like that. So, because at the end of the day, this is if, 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 if you kind of take away everything that I've said in this presentation, if you strip it all out and remember just one thing, voiceover is about communicating a feeling, communicating a vibe uh, and, and bringing a response from the other side, from the audience. So it's about um, if, if you're doing something serious, then you're communicating a serious tone. If you're doing something excitable, you know, like a sale at Hi-Fi Corp, you're going to go there in terms of how you communicate that energy. Um, but it, it's about, it's, it's not even about the voice. It's more about just understanding what you're reading and transferring that feeling. I hope, I hope that makes sense. All right, let's get back to these questions. I see we're running out of time. Um, Eric Maximus uh, from Nigeria, how are you doing? says, how do I break into the SA voiceover market? I'm a voice artist from Nigeria. Um, Advice is check out P the PMA website. So Google the PMA dot, I think it's co.za. There's a list of agents there and some of them are looking for authentic Nigerian voices, for example, because that might be your entry and it might be worth the while identifying a few of those agents and then sending them your demo via MP3 or, or you know, as a WAV file and then tell them you've got a home studio. This is an example of what you do. And maybe that could work. There's another um, agent slash production house slash they do a lot. They're called Kalu Media. And they've kind of uh, fashioned themselves as the guys who represent Pan-Africa 
or Pan-African talent. So also Google Kalu Media. Follow these guys on Instagram. All right, who else do we have? Um, Anthony or Anthony Chilukan, a music producer, also produce a voiceover. Also, is it advisable? Yes. Um, a lot of the people that I know who run studios or own studios are actually music producers who use the same software. I mean, they're recording voiceovers with um, uh, Logic and Cubase and all these things. So, um, answer, I'm not sure if that's what you were thinking, but uh, is yes. Hell yes. Um, Lucian or Louiton. Not sure how to pronounce the name, but you're from Swatini. says, following your request, I've sent a voice note. Oh, okay, cool. cool. Thank you. Probably listen to it. Thank you very much. Well done. Swongilech Konde says, hello, Chilu. Great content. I'm an on-air presenter. I would love to improve my adverts. They sound flat. I'm never really pleased. What am I not doing right? Um, you're probably, all of us are perfectionists. So you could find that, you know, you're not pleased with it, but it's working. I mean, there's some ads that I listen to of my own on air and I'm like, ah. You know, should have done it this other way. And so I think one of, one of them is just kind of be happy that you're able to do voiceover. Um, and if you're on air, then, you know, you're doing well already. Um, and the other thing is just kind of um, practice. I've got a friend called Ofi, and Ofi's philosophy is that if he's working with you, after you finish a session with him, if he's training you, you go away, practice, practice. And when you come back, you should hear an improvement. So just keep practicing and see how that goes. Okay, Luan, they say, you're 16. That, that's cool. Um, the same advice I gave earlier on, there's some voice talents that represent people of that age. Uh, check them out. Okay, we've got three minutes. I'm reading like a speed demon. Ashley says, so I recently did a couple of ads and the ad agency told me the client didn't take them, but I heard them on radio. Ooh, how do I deal with this situation? So... Um, legal wise, <laughs> no, that's, that's not right. You know, so I th- you have to confront the agency and, uh, you know, put it in writing. Sometimes, sometimes it's, it's maybe not like they're trying to crook you. Sometimes things just fall through the cracks. I've had situations where I do a radio ad or oh, sorry, I do like say, for example, I do a TV ad and then I hear that they stripped the audio and put it on radio. All I do is contact them and say, this is the situation. Uh, can we sort this out? So I don't think that'll be a big problem. Ashley, just, you know, get in touch with them and see how you can sort that out. Um, then Chileshe Sampa. Hi, Chilo. I did a voiceover recently through an agency and it was loved by a client. Agency said they would get back to me, but every time I get excuses, we didn't sign a contract. So I, should I forget the pay and how can I prevent this from happening again? What I don't see in the question is whether the ad has been aired. If it hasn't been aired, then maybe they owe you uh, like a, a performance fee. That's how it works in South Africa. So if you do an ad, but it's never used on TV or on radio, then you're still owed a performance fee for your performance. So I'm not sure about that, but uh, maybe you can, um, you know, try and uh, sort sort it out. If it hasn't been aired, um, another thing you don't want to be is a person who seems to be pestering them because uh, that might show like you're desperate and that doesn't bode well going forward. So yeah, good luck with that one. But um, yeah, uh, Bronwyn, what are your thoughts on the Focusrite Scarlet third generation for a beginner voiceover artist? Brilliant. I've got one somewhere. Uh, brilliant one. That's uh, my simple answer. Um, if you have one, you're, you've got a good device. Uh, Leander says, you're pre- presenter and producer at a community radio station. Would you look into getting to radio voiceover industry? You want to get into the radio voiceover industries. That's cool. If The other thing that you can consider from community radio is retail radio if you're in South Africa. A lot of people um, don't look at retail radio as a good place to be, but there's a lot of money in retail radio. Plus, if you're looking to do retail voiceover, that's where it's at because Edgar's radio always want a very bright sounding read. And uh, so, you know, stations like that are ones to consider. Um, but yeah, good luck, Luanda. Jen, is the market for American voices in the SA voice? Is there a market for American voices in the SA market? I think so. You've got some artists who, and I'm sorry, that's the last question I'm going to answer because I kind of get to the other ones. Uh, Anyone else who's uh, sent questions, uh, hit me up, um, info at chilulemba.com. I'll try and answer them or check out my podcast, which is uh, the voiceover plug. It's available on all platforms. Jen, I was saying, yeah, there are some people who are South African who are hired to do the American accent. So with that being said, that 
shows me that there is obviously a market uh, and you can dive into it. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it. Thank you so much for um, your time. Um, sorry about the earlier uh, glitch, but we came back strong. Good luck in your voiceover journey. Patty, I see you. So I see you. Salute. Bikati Mwanza in Zambia. Uh, I haven't been able to get to your questions, but uh, hopefully we'll be able to get some um, nice juicy information when you play this back on YouTube. Uh, thanks for the organizers. Or thanks to the organizers for inviting me. Tim, I'm done. Thank you. That was a Radio Days Africa audio amplified podcast brought to you by the Vitz Radio Academy. For more information and podcasts, click to radiodaysafrica.co.za.